Monday Night Raw podcast from the shadows. It's Blit doing the damn thing. WWE. Give me some time, like give me a day, so I can think. <laughs> now, nah, what's going on, y'all? Where were we at? Utah. <laughs> we were in Utah, Salt Lake City, to be exact. Uh, for Monday Night Raw this week, very, very, very good show. I'm not gonna sit here and uh, say it was an amazing show because you got the rest of the WWE universe that you know they enjoyed it at least from certain parts of the internet wrestling community people are always gonna have things to complain about but you know the wrestlemania season is upon us you know everyone is on their different roads and paths to wrestlemania so it's like the the excitement is high the anticipation is there and people are getting a lot of what they want but of course it has to all do with the follow-up so, uh, at the end of the day, I enjoyed the episode of Raw. We opened up with Randy. Now, I tried to throw in, not my prediction, but what could be a great course of action just as far as building the storyline between Randy and Edge. I don't know if this was uh, picked up or not, nah, but, you know, we're getting the patented slow burn, and Randy comes out and doesn't really have... Uh, much to say he got some real Roman heat with that it's like the crowd just been waiting to find someone to boo for good enough reason and Randy took all of that heat from the crowd on Monday night it was it was good stuff like I said Randy looks reinvigorated he looks like you like he's he's solidified in this new generation a new decade or whatever we gonna call it like Randy's a top heel in the company now He's uh, it's a it's a personal storyline with a lot of people. Again, I didn't really get to see rated RKO, but you know, getting a chance to see it now is uh, you know, it's interesting enough for us to want to follow it and see you know what com- what takes place with it. You know, how's how's the storyline gonna build? It definitely has everyone's interest. For the meantime, I would dare say this is the other half of what's going on between Otis and Mandy and why every uh, how everyone else has such an intrigue with that but all in all open the segment uh you know I enjoyed it it would get a pass from me like you know they're just building it it was great heat from the crowd it you know it really it did its job so with that good opening segment Lana versus Liv Morgan up next uh You know, I want to be mad at Lana because with all of the great progress she's making on the microphone, we're not necessarily getting to see a lot of that translating to the in-ring skill. And I'm not saying that to speak down on her or anything like that. It's just like, man, what else? Like, you know, you just see so much potential. You know, and you just want them to take advantage of it. And I think we all go through that personally in ourselves. But, I mean, for the most, you know, Lana got her kicks up. You know, she, it was a match that was supposed to go, all right, Liv is going to win. We've all been wanting to see what Liv could do in the ring. And we didn't necessarily really get to see that uh, with this match with Lana. And in this little storyline, it was like now that all of this little... uh, wedding nonsense is out the way what the hell like did we bring Liv back just for that and then bring her back in the ring 
I'm not going to sit here and complain about it because we've already gotten, we've already moved forward with it. So now Ruby Riot makes her triumphant return. Yay. Good shit to see Ruby. I'm glad that she's back from injury. You know, uh, Riot Squad broke up abruptly. It kind of hit all of us. Like, you know, this was a team that we could all kind of maybe get behind. You know, it was a fun little a rebel crew of three. Like, it, it was okay. Uh but I'll say this outside of storyline. Man, Ruby Riot music hit, and then she came out, and it was like, hey, hey, everyone, here goes some binoculars. Like, she was throwing binoculars out to the crowd. Why? Because we want you to be able to see this heel turn coming from at least a mile away. I was not excited for that. It's like, yo, we already see how this is about to play out, but... That was the initial thought. What I, when I took a little more of a moment to really think about, uh, you know, what could what, what are we going to get out of this? We're going to get a match with Ruby and Liv Morgan. That's all right. Uh, Ruby's back. They're comfortable together. Again, we're speaking outside of storyline. You know, they've been comfortable together practicing in the ring. They're, I'm pretty sure when they get back to it, if they haven't already, it'll be really good work that they're able to do together. And one thing I've been saying is that we wanted to see what Liv can do that's brand new now we all know Ruby Riot is great she's excellent in the ring you know it's still always about practice and getting up there but you know Ruby is one that everyone was a little upset about you know but I think commentary said it more than enough times about Ruby Riot and like you know superstars like Ember Moon and such and get well soon Ember Moon you know but uh, like we see Woods walking we see Woods walking so Woods is just fine I ain't got nothing else to say about it we know Woods is good but Ruby Riot, Ember Moon, we both heard uh, commentary speak on it, uh, not at length, but, you know, throughout, throughout their matches. These, these women are future women's champions. There's no doubt about it in anyone's mind. So, you know, now we get to see Ruby and Liv go at it, and I'm, I'm anticipating it, again, just to see what Liv can do in the ring, more so, but it's going to be really, really good to see you know, both of them just working together and, you know, giving us a damn good show, an excellent performance. Like, I'm sure of it. Like, I I feel that, and that's why I'm excited about it. So, I'm willing to see past that little empty heel turn. No problem. It's fine. It was all right booking. And, uh, you know, it's it, it just it served all of its purposes. So, I'm happy for that. Uh, we're going to see how Liv responds to this next week, and we're definitely going to see what Ruby Riot has uh you know has has to bring to this to this storyline with that a lot of people well some that were grading it didn't necessarily enjoy it but if they were to look forward and see what could potentially take place i mean you don't want to just go with what could potentially happen but i think we're going to get something good at least from the in-ring action standpoint. Maybe the storyline won't be the most flattering. I hope it is, but, you know, we never know. I mean, Liv just came out storyline as, you know, gay, crashing the Lana Lashley wedding and such. I don't know, but I think Ruby Riot's, you know, you know, I think that's her uh, lifestyle selection too. So it could be, you know, that could be a little something they toss in there just to, you know, sprinkle and dabble, you know, with the representation you know, of, you know, that lifestyle, you know, more in the public and television broadcasting. Ah, but hey, whatever. All in all, good segment. Next, Drew McIntyre went up against Mojo Raleigh. 
the 24-7 champion. I'm, I'm not up or down on it. Drew McIntyre is going for the championship. So if he's going up against the 24-7 champion, I guess he's starting from the very bottom and working his way up just as we continue on this path to uh, WrestleMania or on this road to WrestleMania. So, eh, you know, like, Drew's a babyface now. With that, just as I feel with all of my other superstars that I take a liking to and then, you know, see reach the levels that they wanted to get to in the WWE Universe, it'd be free, birdie, fly, fly. You know, like, I, I, I hope that everything goes well for Drew. Pardon me, dealing with these nasties on the road. Anyway, I hope that all goes well with Drew. And I hope that, you know, he puts on a damn good show with Lesnar. That's that's really all I got for it. 24-7 segments. Mojo with his offensive linemen. They not really, uh, I don't want to say they're not really doing anything, but... Yeah, that's what I say. They're not they're not doing the cowardly thing. They're not running away. So, okay, cool. He got knocked out real fast with the Claymore. Hey, getting the move over. It's going to be what it is. And let's just continue to see how Drew uh, walks this path to a WWE Championship opportunity against Brock Lesnar. Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders took on Buddy Murphy and the AOP. Um... It was it was good, you know. Like, I'm I'm not against it. It was a fun match. It was the elimination six man tag that was actually uh, better than uh, what was expected going in with just a six man tag. But WWE is making the six. They made that match very entertaining. It was cool with the elimination aspect of it. I don't know if they would continue with that, you know, because they don't want to normalize things. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But that six-man tag was the most well-received six-man tag I've heard in a while. You know, like, well, I've seen, but I've heard from the WWE Universe that they enjoyed it. Like, they liked it. So if they liked it, then, I mean, that's really what matters, right? The, the vocal minority, right? If they're enjoying it, then they don't, they're not going to be tempted to try to sway the opinions of the casual fans. That's it's just my idea on it. But um, all in all, it was a good match. Kale got not abandoned, but all of his teammates and stuff like that, they they fell by the wayside. All got eliminated one way or another, but he did have his comeback from a three-on-one. Kinda, he did not pick up the victory, but he definitely looked good in defeat. He looked like a fighter, and he's more solidified as a, a babyface than anything. Like, I would say right now, he's the top babyface on Raw. And let, oh well, next to Drew McIntyre, but I think they're saving that one for after Mania in case well if Drew's to win, but that might be something I don't know maybe they I don't know whatever see that's why I don't book the product either way uh Alistair Black went against Eric Young next up Alistair Black picked up a victory Eric Young put up a fight you know so it wasn't like, I guess WWE was trying to respond to some people last week about you know uh what is it AB just going in there picking up a quick win. It's like enhancement talent, glorified enhancement talent, whatever. Eric Young, I mean, look, you need enhancement talent, right? I guess uh, if he's just going, like, I'm, don't, no way, Jose, crowd interaction, he's fun. Glorified, you know, 
I, w- I don't want to say glorified enhancement talent, but it's like he's a higher end enhancement talent. Cat like Eric Young, I wanted him to get a shot before to see what he could do. It's obvious he could go in the ring. I wanted to see if he could cut a promo or whatever, so have you. That's not what's happening. We're just seeing another, you know, some will call it a J-bro. And I'm like, well, whatever. Alistair Black beat him up, said he's going to continue to pick a fight with the Royal Locker Room, see who wants some next. And, you know, it's just going to be what it is. So not uh, not not up or down on... You know, the matchup is good to see A.B., you know, go in this path, however you want to do it. Uh, WWE's depiction on a man that, you know, uh, I would say can fight, doesn't necessarily want to fight, but now Kondo wants to fight. I, I, I don't know. It's just my idea on what they're thinking when it comes to, you know, developing this character. Either way. Alice Black picked up victory. Eh, eh, pretty good. Rey Mysterio took on Angel Garza. Now, hold on. Angel Garza, you talking about former NXT Cruiserweight champion? Angel Garza just lost the Jordan, or just lost the championship to Jordan Devlin at Worlds Collide? Yeah, that guy. He, um, he, 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 we all know he's Umberto's cousin. Uh, if you watch 205 Live, you would have seen just the brief planting of that storyline, and now we're finally seeing uh, them try to, you know, move that somewhere, and it's like, well, how about that as a nice, refreshing, you know, uh, you know, tactic, like, we're using guys that are, you know, like, real-life cousins to, you know, make the product more compelling, both of them have a look to them, it's like, it's just a nice little new, new element, you know, to the, the little storyline, and all of this has to do with the United States Championship. So while Andrade is, uh, while he's down with injury inside a storyline, this gives these guys the opportunity to make more, you know, more superstars, put them more in the limelight, give them, uh, give them more opportunities, you know, to make the championship bout that much more compelling. I almost want to say we might have a fatal four-way between Andrade Ray and the two cousins at Mania. Maybe at Elimination Chamber. Maybe Super Showdown. What is that? Saudi Mania 5 coming up? I don't know. But it was real cool to have just that entire segment. Dope, man. I think the Latino Americans enjoyed that one in the building. Salt Lake City fought through a blizzard. The crowd was great. And I'm glad that they were great for a new addition to the storyline such as this one. So that was a cool segment. And um, Garza's getting his opportunities, man. I think that... And, and he had Zelina Vega with him. Like, wait, what? It's that, It was cool. It's all good. Like, it's making the mid-card feel like something. And that that's what we all want because, you know, we're getting through a three-hour show, right? Next up, Charizard Flair comes to the ring. Who is she going to choose to face? Now, we've all heard enough on the dirt sheets. We've heard rumors here and there. Was Charlotte ever NXT Women's Champion? Because I'm going to continue to say Women's Champion, just like the graphics said on Raw. While Rhea Ripley came out, challenged Charlotte. The the argument on commentary is, oh, she's scared. She don't want to fight. You know? And then the other side of the commentary is like, well, she's taking time to think. I mean, I think is uh, the women's... uh, Divisions side 
on how Randy, how Randy was, uh, you know, silent for a moment and is trying to think of a response to, uh, you know, how him and Edge and their little, you know, rivalry is brewing. So Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, maybe it's uh, maybe it's just time for the WWE Universe to let it, you know, incubate and get it get excited for it i think it might be a good match it let's let's say it like this both of them have had moments where they weren't as shiny as you know as they could be i would like to see both of them at top levels you're representing nxt and you're representing a women's championship you know Period. Oh no, you're representing a title. Quiet down, Rebecca. <laughs> I'm I'm playing. I'm just joking around. But no, it's uh, it, this is important. And I've heard enough about the the women's matches under delivering. I would like to see Charlotte and Rhea catapult to the very next level uh, in regard to you know the championship in general. You know, this is mania. This is important. Even down to last year in the main event of mania with the triple threat match amongst the ladies, it wasn't as well received because of all of the, you know, fatigue from the crowd. I'll call it that. And there was some aspects of the match where things could have been a little bit better. It's all right. It's all good. But if we're going to be doing this with Charlotte versus Rhea, then we need to make sure that this is like both superstars and the championship are represented correctly. I have all the faith in the world in both of them. I just would, I just want to make, I, I, I want them to want to make sure that this match looks excellent. So loosen up, ladies. Don't be tight about it. Just get it, get in there, get it popping. Be safe, but do not be careful. Y'all know how I feel about this stuff. But all in all, good stuff. Oscar took on Natty next up, I believe. And, um... Yeah, it was a good match. Now, I'm not going to go too crazy on details of this match. I'm just going to say Oscar was bringing that strong style while Natty was bringing, uh, Natty was showing her adaptability. I'm going to just say that and leave it there because uh, Natty as a superstar is, you know, like she's already solidified. Whatever she wants to do, however she feels, and whatever decisions that she wants to make in ring inside of the storyline or even outside of the storyline are Natty's decisions. Like, she's she's definitely a, a, a grown woman, and she is no slouch in the ring. She can damn sure keep up with Oscar. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, we might be able to get a good rivalry out of this. Maybe throw Natty a win, a surprise win, just to make sure Natty's, one, morale stays high, and then two, the WWE Universe doesn't forget that Natty is one of the best, if not the best of this generation, as far as in-ring technique and capability goes. I don't care. I'm going to put the respect where it belongs. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just how I feel about it. So we might get something good. Maybe we could continue this potentially, but if not, and we're just moving on to the next all right, cool. I don't think... Well, better yet, let's say it like this. I think Natty should match that strong style. That's just that. Don't injure each other. Don't hurt each other. But match each other. And that's what really matters. You know, that's what matters. Because 
there could be there could be some real you know points up with this. There, there could be future championship opportunities with this, and they're, they're just we're going with the vibration and the feel on this right now. I think that Natty could get some real cool points, you know, just because she's now finally raising her head up. Like what? First of all, we all know when Natty bring out the B word, it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, Natty's mad now, <laughs> you know, and that's a fact, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just see, so, um, I believe Oscar picked up the victory, but, mm, Natty was in there looking real aggressive, and, you know, some of these storylines are best because they, they have that real aspect, you know, like, whoa, not all of them need it, but, this one, I think it was a little, it, it kind of welcome. So, shouts to Natty and Oscar. I hope that they, I hope it may continue. Give us another one. You know, like, give us, you know, let's see, I'll take one more of those. See how the people feel about it. I think the people were cool with it. And now that there's so much attention on it, why not maybe capitalize on it? Why not? Let's let's see what can come from it. We got some pay-per-views to go through. Maybe we could get Natty and Oscar at Saudi Media 5. I don't know. That's literally me throwing spaghetti at the wall there. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just see how it all plays out. All in all, though, like I said, that was a pretty good segment. Definitely a good match. And, um, yeah, Oscar picked up the victory by submission over Natty. It's all right, though. It's all right. Uh, give me a moment. Number one contender match for the Universal Championship between Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Ricochet, the winner, will be seeing the WWE uh, heavyweight champion, reigning defending, undisputed, heavyweight of the world, Brock Lesnar. Ricochet won. Just call it that. Didn't really think Seth was going to get in there and have that. They're going to go see him at Super Showdown, passing by with some of the shows. Uh... It would have been cool to see Bobby Lashley do that, but Bobby Lashley's goal was a little too short-sighted. It's too easy, so it's like they're just gonna use that against one. Like, oh, you wanna, you, oh, all you want is a match with Brock Lesnar? That's it? Oh well, <laughs> let's see what we can do about that. And that's pretty much what we've been getting. You know, like it's like that's your top of the mountain. Well, we're just gonna put a bunch of shit in front of you. That's what it feels like. I would have liked to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown, but maybe it's maybe it'll be better served during another event or pay per view that uh, you know WWE takes serious. Ricochet is a good pick here. I think him and Brock are gonna work really well together. Shouts to Brock for even going out there in all of that snow. Like shouts to him for that because we all know he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily need the show, but he's helping build the shows and he's doing what he can as a champion. So that's what's up. Um, him and Rico going to go at it. I'll throw this out there and then we're going to end the show here. Look, I know I had all of my words for Ricochet and his G-Golly happy-go-lucky promos. And when he got on the microphone with Charlie Caruso and started that G-Golly wild shit again, I thought that was probably one of the funniest parts of the show for me because it was in, it was almost intentional. Like, like Sasha went and told Mr. McMahon about what I said, and then Mr. McMahon said, oh, God damn it all, he likes, he don't want to hear no G-Golly Wow. All right. But no, like, all jokes aside, I think Ricochet cut a really good promo, even though it was like that, you know, happy to be here energy, but it was still a good promo, and it was, it, it had the 
proper elements of the comedy. So shouts to Rico, and I really hope that he goes in there and shows out because we all know that he is more than capable offensively against uh, any superstar, including the reigning defender, undisputed world heavyweight champion of the world, Barack Lesnar. So with that, shouts to everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week. I'm going to go ahead and handle my business. NXT is tonight a whole bunch of shit is about to take place. Part of my PG. But you can hear the excitement and anticipation in my voice. I will catch y'all uh, sometime this weekend for the Friday Night Smackdown recap and review. And uh, be responsible with your power, folks. Peace.